Hello, it's Ryan from Communication Platform at communicationplatform.org. And uh, today we are going to talk about our soil part two. I think we're going to break it down to three part series. And part two for this is the idea. So, you know, quick review from last talk acidic soil, which plagues much of the places we work in Africa, but also parts of Latin America and Asia, that acidic soil, uh, anybody can get acidic soil. That pH goes below, um, especially once the pH goes below 5.5 and especially below five, you're just looking at problems and uh, you wanna get the best bang for your buck and the most um, output you can in your crops, whether in a local small um, farm that's just, you know, helping and servicing you know you know a couple villages or to large-scale farming you, you don't want acidic soil regardless and so the you know the main solution we're going to go through a substitute an alternative solution uh, in tomorrow's talk but the main solution for people especially in more industrialized areas um, across the developing world you is to go ahead and just use calcium carbonate so reminder that you know basic science the soil is too acidic, you need some form of calcium to fix this. Now, really, in agriculture nowadays, you don't only got two options. So it's not that tricky. <laughs> you only have two choices. So you have a good chance that you can get it right. The first is calcitic lime, which is very high in calcium. And then there's another one, do dolomitic lime, begins with a D, dolomitic lime. That is um, also high in magnesium, and I believe not quite the same calcium content, but still pretty high too. Those are your real choices, and the smaller and it, but so there's two simple choices, but then it's how you do it, it's how you, how much you put down, it's also the particle size, right? Because remember, the higher the surface area of something, the more um, effect it will have. So the example that they use in, in, you know, in farming and agriculture often is if you have a glass of warm water, you want to cool it up quick. Are you going to put one big ice cube in or like a thousand small little ice cubes? Well, a thousand small little ice cubes will have a much higher surface area um, compared to the one large ice cube. So of course, a thousand little small ice cubes will work better. Well, the same thing with calcium, uh, with uh, calcium carbonate, you want to go ahead and you want to have a bunch of tiny, tiny little pieces of calcium going into the soil to get the most effect um, and be the most efficient for um, fixing that uh, acidity. So the, you know, the couple important things you need to know is that it's a, it is, it is a project to get um, this sourced in a lot of the places we work. It's, and it does take a fairly large amount of the calcium the, um, uh, in either form, right? Uh, to go ahead and have you know, the, the change you need in the soil. And you also have to figure out how much. You also have to figure out what the best pH for your general crop is. And, you know, mat matching the exact pH, if it's a smaller farm um, for very small community, is not going to be as detrimental if you're like a couple points off on the pH, like if we're talking 6.4 to 6.5, that's not the end of the world. Whereas if you're talking a large crop, you know, and especially monocrops where you're growing a lot of the same thing, for example, the pH for corn is actually, for corn is 
tightly regulated. We like 6.4, 6.5. You really don't want to be down at six and you don't want to be up at, you know, 6.8. So it depends on what you're growing. Uh, really, really important. You have somebody who has like an agricultural science background that you, and you don't need to have them working for you or in your community for your farmers. You just need to create some, some general um, partnership or communication. We have lots of people who are part of um, either the diaspora living abroad and they're, you know, I work with lots of um, uh, Ethiopian uh, professionals who will go ahead and they will consult just on the internet. They'll go on, you know, uh, you know whatever, a Skype session or WhatsApp, and they'll talk with their local um, folks back home where they'll talk about, you know, this is what you're growing, this is the pH you want. And, you know, here are some ways you can get it tested and you can just have these conversations. You don't need, you know, or somebody who is just in the actual city center, right? Somebody who's in the, you know, university area where they can go ahead and if they have any kind of contacts in more rural areas and they're just having these conversations. You don't always, for a lot of this stuff, you do not need somebody to get on a plane or take a six hour car ride to go somewhere. You can, you know, a lot of this stuff once you set up a framework, um, you can get these things, you can, you can find out these things and you can make some changes and recommendations um, just based off of a good description of what your local farmers are telling you they're doing now and things they can do to make it work better. Um, the easiest example of that is alternatives to tilling the soil and substitute um, methods. Uh, you, you don't need to actually you know, drive over to the field to go ahead and have that conversation. So. But for sure, uh, an important project is to make sure that people have access to calcium carbonate if they have acidic soil um, and being able to do this for um, lime and lime is what you're using and the lime will go ahead and uh, lime can really make a difference and having, you know, it's not that lime is a complicated solution. It's that it often is an access where there's just not supply chains in some of the areas we work in. So it's not a rocket science solution. It's just um, having, it's like anything. It's like having a, a supply line out there, especially when we're dealing with more rural areas um, uh, far outside uh, urban centers, which is lots of where we work. And so just remember uh, if you can go ahead and you know, see about how if there's not that uh, that supply chain, that supply line going for somebody to access and transport that um, that lime, and you know, if there's a way you can go ahead and make that happen and create some kind of uh, informal partnership uh, through your local agricultural workers, that would be a good step one. Uh, we've worked on that. Uh, we've not been so successful with um, some of the more rural areas where there's just not good access out there. Cause if you just don't have a place to get it, and buy it from, um, or you don't have a way to buy it, that's, those are obviously challenges. And those are, those are gonna be obstacles. Uh, for tomorrow's discussion, we're gonna give you uh, a great alternative and a substitute method that we are very excited about in lots of our work in developing parts of the uh, world. So, uh, Till then, see you next time.